0: Welcome to the Growing for Success Podcast, powered by the Greenhouse, a diverse group of industry experts aligned to help you grow personally and professionally to the next stage. Let's grow! Welcome back to the Growing for Success Podcast. I'm still here with Patrick Metzger, and we are on the continuation of our last episode where we talked a little bit about some tricks of the trade to retain and find new employees in this down market that we're currently in. And this episode, we're gonna talk a little bit about what Patrick actually did in growing the greenhouse. So Patrick, let's just start it off. How did you start the process of trying to find the new employees that you were gonna have?
1: Yeah, so to kinda of go back, I mean, before any employees were even brought on, and obviously Preston, you were the first one here, You know, I was a solopreneur doing everything myself. I mean, uh, with a little bit of help from my wife. I better give credit there or she'll get upset. Yeah, you were (laughs) riding the line there. (laughs) Rightly so. (laughs) Yeah, so I mean, I was doing financial stuff. I was doing marketing. I'm writing blogs. I'm working with clients, uh, going to networking events. I mean, you name it, I was doing it. And, you know, eventually we all hit as a solopreneur, we all hit a capacity and no matter what role you're in, you know, as you're doing more and more work, you're going to hit capacity. But let's talk specifically from a solopreneur perspective. As I hit capacity, I really, or was nearing capacity, I really started to kind of consider two things. And my two options were to hire somebody to help me with the day-to-day, you know, all the paperwork, all the backend type things, email, communication, all of that type of stuff. And option two was... And most people would say that to me isn't really even an option, but option two was to bring in a business development person. And any of you listeners listening, you're like, why in the hell would you bring in a business development person if you were at capacity and doing more and more and more? Well, here's kind of how I, the approach and perspective I looked at it with and kind of the journey I took with it is my thought was if I got operations person in, yes, it lightens my load. It allows me to, you know, probably go out and get more business and live a little bit slower and things like that. But in all honesty, not really my style. And I wasn't quite ready to do that. So what I did is I went the alternative route. I thought, let's go biz dev route. Let's push this thing to the max, create massive demand, go over capacity. And at some point, then we will bring in the operations person. Preston, you were already working with me part-time, um, doing some business development. So when I was really looking at do I, you know, do I bring in an ops person or do I have you start full time? And I elected to to go with plan B, you know, to have you start full time, go out, recruit new businesses, start pushing our brand awareness. And I think, you know, as I say this out loud, I think that was a huge piece of it too, was push the brand, create more awareness of who we are. And if I go over capacity, I'll just do it and deal with it as long as I can until I absolutely need to bring that next person in. And it's funny because it goes against basically every principle that I teach companies. You know, when we go through like delegate and elevate, you know, one of the EOS tools that we teach companies in that whole system is when you're over capacity, you got to look at what you need to delegate off your plate first hire around that first and foremost. Well, I kind of took an alternative approach knowing that it was kind of going to put me in up to my eyeballs with things, but I was okay with that. So Preston, yeah, you obviously came on business development. Fast forward about seven months after that, we absolutely (laughs) needed help. So that's when we put out the advertisement for an operations person. Um, Allison, our current director of operations came on. So she started taking all the backend things. Uh, that was awesome. Preston kept crushing it with biz development. Kind of my approach from there was, all right, we have the backend taken care of. We're pushing more business development. Now we need to look at how do we start to create more scalability? Because I saw the ceiling that existed there for me in my time. And I was already pretty close to smashing into that thing of so many hours in a week, so many hours in a day I can't do a whole lot more so that's when I mean Preston you and I really started looking at everything going what are the other pieces we need to add to this to really create scalability so that you can start getting into more coaching things we can look at bringing in outside coaches you know we had developed our strategic partner program you know we really kind of pushed this thing as far as we probably could until Allison came on board And then you fast forward about a year, a little over a year from that, after we had created the programs, the offerings, the scalability, you know, we dumped a lot of money into that. We weren't bringing a lot of clients in on those new offerings. So that's when we strategically put in the marketing piece. Then essentially we built the whole machine, dumped the dollars before we were ready to pull the trigger on the marketing and now we're at that phase currently i mean as we're recording this where now let's really pump the marketing and now let's fill all of those things
0: we're almost back to the beginning of the cycle where it was business basically business development like we're using the marketing to help drive our business development but we're back to the beginning of that cycle that we had
1: yeah absolutely and you know most businesses i always talk about this with companies we work with too is most businesses are afraid to pull the trigger, make moves, and drop dollars until they have the money or the time, the resources, whatever, to do so. I'm one of those people that thinks much more unorthodox style. I think more so put the pieces in place that will help, that will basically offer or provide the capacity that you then need to go chase and get. And so that's kind of where we are now with Mackenzie. You know, she's been on board for about three or four months now. We have all the pieces in place to create massive, massive revenue. I mean, with only a handful of us. Um, And now that James and Daryl have been uh, been added to our team, you know, we have everything in place now for it. We have the back end with Allison. We have the coaches, consultants with the four of us. We have Mackenzie to help drive uh, the business development uh, from a marketing perspective. Carissa helps out on the back end. So we put all the pieces in place first. And like I said, it was, I mean, enormous financial investments and you're rolling the dice big time. But, you know, I've said this on the podcast probably multiple times. I'm always going to roll the dice on myself. And now it's come down to rolling the dice, believing in what our team will be able to do and is capable of doing. So it's a lot of fun sitting in a place now where we're probably at a fraction of the revenue that we're going to start bringing in, but we have,
0: the, we have the scalability factors and all the pieces in place to do so now. It's really cool to see kind of everything sitting in its place and you're kind of seeing what the availability of the capacity is and you're just It's cool to look at it like on the horizon and just see all the things that are possible. But how do you create, like we talked about in the last episode, how do you foster a good growth environment? And what are just a couple of quick tips and tricks that you've done in the, I mean, it's only been, what, two years really since you've had your first employee. Mm -hmm. So what are just some quick things that you were able to kind of do and foster those uh, with my growth, others' growth as well?
1: You know, and yeah, and like you said, we kind of touched on some of these in the last episode, but I think the biggest thing I can say that I didn't touch on already was create a really clear vision of what you want to accomplish as a company. I think that's a reason why all of you are here. It's a reason why we're extremely successful as an organization. It's a reason why more and more clientele are reaching out to us. I mean, we had four prospective meetings I think just this morning alone so companies are finding us they 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 love our style because we do things differently and we have clarity on where we're going what we want to do what we can provide but from an internal perspective you know if you really want to grow people and attract people if you have a really clear vision on where you're going what you want to do who you want to be you know we're already taking steps and talking about how do we exit this business at some point you know and i don't mean exit completely done gone you know we're all going to go live on a beach island somewhere you know it might Aww. be great i might create my you know i might go with my tiki bar idea in there the you caribbean go. <laughs> but but i mean we've already had that discussion you know and we're only 2 years into the business we we're already talking about you know how do we create this scalable sellable Uh, And there's value behind it so that somebody would be extremely interested in buying it or bringing us on, you know, as an arm or component or spoke of their business already. You know, I've just found that when our team really works well together in clarifying the vision, the strategy behind that vision, you know, you get people committed, you get people bought in to what you're doing. and, And that is one of the hardest things to do, but ultimately it's what keeps people around too.
0: Yeah. Life is hard enough. Like everyone's got all of these things that's going on outside of work. So if you can make it as clear as you can in your day to day, even when there's weeks when you're gone doing sessions outside of the office, it's like, we kind of know exactly what we can do to work to get to that ultimate goal because everyone knows what that ultimate goal is. So if you have a question, you can ask anybody around, they're going to give you almost the exact answer.
1: Yeah, and I feel as a team, you know, we have a really good communication and meeting cadence uh, to keep everybody in the loop with what's happening and what's going on with this client or this prospect and what's on tap and what are we working toward. You know, I mean, we run our own company on EOS, you know, the exact system that we teach companies. And there's, there's a reason we do it, it works. You know, you, you have really strong clarity, you have really strong communication, you have a very well defined plan. Most companies don't have that and that's why people are confused and it's why they ultimately leave at the end of the day.
0: Well, Patrick, I appreciate the information and I'm sure the listeners do too. Take it upon yourself. Grow that clarity and that vision and communication in your team. Check out the Growing for Success blog because there's plenty of articles on there about other employee items. Until the next time, keep growing, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Growing for Success podcast, powered by The Greenhouse. Connect with us at growingforsuccess.com and subscribe to the podcast with new episodes every week. Let's grow.